Hey guys, welcome to the Now Rise Business Podcast, where we give you practical tools to take your business life to the next level. So, I remember I was doing this um, this presentation, and my my daughter she came up behind and she read it, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "Oh, I'm creating a presentation uh, for a masterclass. I'm going to be teaching people, you know, how to influence." And she's like, "Oh, but it's wrong." I said, what do you mean it's wrong? She's like, yeah, it's wrong. I'm like, where? And I'm looking at the spelling, and she's like, well, it says judge a book by its cover. It's wrong. I'm like, no, that's what I wanted to say. I'm like, yeah, but you're not supposed to do that. That's wrong. And she started to get, like, defensive. Like, what do you mean that's how you wanted it, right? That's wrong. You're not supposed to think like that. You're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. And I said, oh, no? Well, let me ask you this then. I said... If you were, uh, when you went to a restaurant or you went to Starbucks or something, right? A coffee with your friends. And it's, it's late at night now. It's dark. And, you know, you're going to go to your car and, you know, you're going to your car where you're parked. And there's like a little street where it's dark. Not a lot of people around. And you see this guy who's kind of walking quickly down the street with the hood like this, with his head down, walking towards you. Are you going to judge a book by its cover? Yes or no? And then she looks at me and she like has this little grin like, Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I would judge a book by its cover in that moment, right? So judging a book by its cover is only bad when you what? When you have the wrong intention. Remember we talked about that intention? So if you have the wrong intention, then if, you're, if you want to just manipulate or get them to do something at the cost of themselves so that you can win, like if you do that, it, it, it's with the wrong intention. So that becomes manipulation, and manipulation, it could work, but it works for a temporary time, and then it creates chaos, destruction. It, it, it does not work for a long period of time. So yes, a lot of these things that I'm about to share with you, you can use to manipulate. You can, but I, I, I guarantee you, you'll bring chaos into your life if you do. But you need to learn how to judge a book by its cover. Right. And this is you paying attention. This is you turning your own, you know, self volume down, not making it about you, really focusing on them and reading them, paying attention, being fully present. Right. Uh, Really creating understanding, listening to them. This is where you're going to start to create that influence. Now, what do we look for when we are judging a book by its cover? See, I, I teach this this personalities and I do it in animal form. So instead of, uh, I don't know if you guys heard of the difference, you know, there's disc and all these different things to do like the personalities, but I created mine in animal form. So it's know their animal. So judge a book by its cover and you need to know their animal. So there's something that I teach. Um, I have a book called The Art of Relationships. And there's two main types of people. There is a powerful person and a powerless person. And the powerful person is a person who who takes full responsibility for themselves, who doesn't blame and complain, and the powerless person is the opposite. They're the blamers, complainers, and you know they're the ones who are victims and not taking responsibility for themselves. So there's two main types of people. Now, in those types of people, there's different types of personalities, and there's the introverted and the extroverted person, right? So when we start to know all these different elements, not to put in people in a box, but for understanding, right? So that we're understand them, make, can make them feel understood quickly and connect and create influence. That's the whole point, right? So we need to learn how to quickly identify somebody's personality 
So that way we know their needs, their goals, their fears. And when you understand this stuff at a deeper level, it will change your life. My, my speaking and it was how to identify somebody's personality within 10 seconds. So that's what the topic was. So it was kind of like the one that I'm sharing right here, but I had more time, so I got a lot more in depth. So I did the teaching, I did the training, and I go back out to the booth, and I had one of our, um, our workers there in the booth, and he turns, and he's like, oh, there he is right there, because I guess he was talking to them about the workshop that, or the training that they just missed. He's like, oh, he's right there. And I was putting my bag down, my stuff, and I was like, hey, like, I didn't know what they're talking about, but he's like, oh, I was just telling them about your training, that, you know, that they missed it. I was like, yeah, you missed it. It was so, so good, right? And they're like, well, what did you teach? So I walk over there, and I'm standing in front of, um, it's two girls and a guy, they were together, and then the guy that works with me. And so they're all standing right here in front of me, and I have the table right here where I had the booth, right? So I'm kind of talking to them like this, like, oh, you guys missed it. And it was amazing, and, and I came off very confident, and like I had all this energy because I just came back from that training, right? So, so they were like, well, what was it about? And then I said, well, how do I identify somebody's personality in the first five, 10 seconds? So that way you can connect with them very fast. And then one of the, the girls out of those three was kind of bothered by that to where her body language changed. She's like, well, well then read me then, right? And she like challenged me. And I was like, oh. And I was like, are, are you sure? Like, are you sure you want, to, want me to read you? Because you're giving me permission to say things about you and even in front of your friends here and in front of my coworker. And then she was like, like at first she was like all bold, right? But then when I said that, she was like, well, yeah. Like, oh, like, oh shoot. So he's, she's like, what did I get myself into? So I start to read her personality, like very specifically and detailed to the point where her friends next to her are like, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And they're like, that's totally you, that's totally her. And they were like freaking out because I was just reading her like, like I knew her, right? And I said, I can even take this even further. I said, do you have a boyfriend? She's like, well, yeah. I go, is he here? No. I said, okay, I can still tell you exactly how he is. No, yeah, yeah. So I start to read him and tell his fears, his goals, what his personality is like, his strengths, his weaknesses, details about him. And they were just freaking out and they're like, are you psychic? Like, and I was like, no, this is what I teach. So when you understand this teaching and that link that I just put in there, it takes you further into that of what I'm saying to the point where you feel like you're psychic. Why? Because you can read people very fast. Like I've learned this so well that I can, I can see somebody take a couple steps and I already know their personality. When you know somebody's personality, you know their dreams, their fears, their goals, their insecurities. You, you know so much about them like that where you can connect with them, you can help them, you can bring value, you can sell to them, you can lead them, you can, you know, all these things because you understand them. So know their animal. There is the owl, the sheep, the lovebird, and the rhino. Okay, now, so know their animal. Let's talk about the animals now. So with people, there is the introverted and the extroverted. Introverted and the extroverted. And, and I don't need to go too far into this because it's, this is pretty common sense one, right? Like you know it. I can ask you, okay, what are some attributes of an uh, extroverted person? What, what are some things that you would know? Like if you saw them walking or in a group or how they dressed, 
how they talked, um, how they laughed, you know, maybe what kind of places they like to go to. How would you identify somebody who's more extroverted? Somebody's more outward. Somebody's maybe more social or, you know, there's a, just a higher outward energy versus an introverted. <clears throat> Somebody who is maybe more shy or quiet or reserved or analytical or, you know, just <clears throat> avoids conflict or, you know, like what are some things that you would say identify an introvert versus a extrovert? I know you guys can put, come up with a bunch of stuff very easily, but this is the thing. Common sense is not always common practice. I know you guys can tell me a big old list of introverted and extroverted, but are you actually thinking about that when you're talking to people? No, right? Like, I'm not thinking of that. Usually people are thinking about themselves and how they're coming out in that interaction. So if we already set our intention, turn our, our noise of ourself down, it's not about me at all. Let me just fully focus on them, judge a book by its cover, and let me see what kind of animal they are. Now all of a sudden, I'll be able to see these things if they're introverted or extroverted very fast. You know, I teach salespeople, like I go to offices that have sales teams. And this is also in, the, in that training that we put inside the chats where I'll teach offices that have a brick and mortar, like insurance or real estate um, that are doing sales, right? I'll teach them how to identify the person's personality as they park the car their client that's coming in for that, that meeting with them, they park the car, they, they open the door, right? They close the door, and by that time, they can already identify their personality just by how they open the door, get out, and close it. You can see how they're dressed, you can see how they're standing, you can see how they open it, how hard it is, how, you know, how soft it is. All these different things are telling you so much if you pay attention. If you ask this one question, okay? Write this question down. If you ask this one question, it's such a simple question. If you ask this one question before every and any interaction with people, you will be able to create connection and influence with them. Just with this one question, if you ask yourself, because look, you know, thinking, like you've heard this, right? Mindset is power. Thinking will change your life. Like, like it's our thinking. It starts, starts with our thinking, but what is thinking? If thinking is so important, we need to understand what the heck is thinking so I can better it, right? So in a simple way, thinking is you asking yourself a question and then you answering it. So if you want to better your thinking, better the questions you're asking yourself. So in order to create connection and influence, when you're going to talk to somebody, your partner, your, your client, your kid, your friend, I want you to ask this question. If you're going to text them, if you're going to email them, if you're going to call them, if you're going to meet with them. However, I want you to ask this one question, okay? This will change your life. Are they introverted or extroverted? That's it. Why would this change your life? Because you asked yourself the right question. See, if you ask yourself, is this person introverted or extroverted? Guess what? Whatever you ask and seek, you will find. So... Your brain, you just Googled it, right? You typed in Google, so it's gonna, your brain's going to be like triggered, and now it's going to scan the person. Your brain will start to scan because you asked that question, and you'll be able to, to you start to look for things, how they're talking, the volume, the dress, and all of a sudden you'll be able to identify, is this person introverted or extroverted, right? So if you asked yourself that question, now you can identify now what, right? Now you do this thing called mirror and match. So write that down, mirror 
and match. Mirror and match. So what does a mirror do? It reflects your physical body, right? Match, I mean to match their energy. So when you ask the question, are they introverted or extroverted? Boom, you'll be able to identify. Now your next move is to mirror and match. I'm going to mirror their body language. So if they have more expression and they're like, have more like movement and more energy, match their energy and mirror their body language. If usually you're very excited and you're loud and but they're more calm and more introverted, then don't scare them and overwhelm them with all your freaking energy. Calm it down, especially right in the beginning, right? Or, or, or the other way around, like if they're, more, if they're more excited and you're more shy and calm and introverted, you need to step it up. Bring more energy, bring more like, stimu like stimulate them more. Cause if, if they're like extroverted person and you're an introverted and you're trying to influence them, you're not gonna keep their, their engagement, their attention for so long if you're boring and you don't have any energy and you're talking like this. I don't know, you don't have any opinions, you don't have any ideas, you just wanna keep it inside of you because you're scared. No, that, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna influence anyone. So we have to get out of this, am I introverted or extroverted? It's like, no, I'm not even thinking about myself, I'm thinking about where they're at. Are they introverted or they're extroverted? And I'm gonna meet them where they're at. Why? Because look, uh, everybody trusts themselves the most. Trust yourself the most. Out of everybody, you trust yourself the most. You feel most comfortable around yourself. So if we understand that, that kind of psychology, that truth, truth, that people feel most comfortable around themselves, guess what? When I ask the question, are they introverted or extroverted, I start to boop, 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 beep, 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 scan them, and then boom, I can identify the introverted or extroverted. Then I start to mirror and match, right? All of a sudden, I create this environment, this space between us, where I feel familiar to them because I'm mirror and matching them. I feel like them. So it feels safe for them. Oh, Richard's cool, it's easy to talk to. Ah, like, oh, he, I, he gets it. Ah, like it's really easy to be around him. You know, now their defenses are down and, and then you can start to have that influence there because they feel safe and secure and they can be themselves. So asking that question, mirror and matching, Right? That alone, that alone will change everything for you. Just that part. Now let's go into a little bit more. And again, if you want to go deeper into the animal part, that's in that program. Okay? But I'm going to share with you on a superficial, um, like a surface, what these are. Because I want you to focus on that first part. Because every time I share that and a lot of this part, it's too much for people and they don't do it. So I want you to apply that thing I already gave you. It's like, ask that one question. Are they introverted or are they extroverted? Mirror and match, right? And you'll see right there, they're already going to feel familiar. They're going to feel safe. Their defenses are going to feel down. And then you're going to make them feel understood. I'm going to show you how to do that next. Boom, that's where, that's where influence is done. You, you've created influence. You are now influencing them. That you will have them because that you, their defenses, everything is down. They're like, ah, you will have them right there. So look. In the personalities, in the introverted, there's two personalities. In the extroverted, there's two personalities, two in each. And there's one that's goal-oriented here, and there's one that's people-oriented here. And there's one that's goal-oriented here, and there's one that's people-oriented here, in both categories, okay? Extroverted, lovebird, and rhino. Introverted, you have the owl and the sheep, okay? 
None of them are better than the others. It's not, they all have their strengths and weaknesses and we all have a primary and a secondary, okay? So as I go through this, I want you to identify your own personality and then also the people that you wanna like influence, like right now. I want you to identify their personality, write their name and write down their personality next to them. That way you can start to be more intentional and in how to talk to them, how to approach them to create that influence. Sound like a deal? All right. Introverted, extroverted. Let's start with the introverted. The sheep and the owl. When you see the sheep, you see the, I think it's on the screen right there, the sheep, usually you don't see them alone, right? You see them in a flock. There's a flock of sheep, the herd, or yeah, it's a flock. So when you see them, they are not very expressive, right? They're kind of just there. Like, look at the face. It's like, they don't look very expressive, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're just kind of there, just, you know, and then also like if you come up to them and go, ah, they go, they, they're afraid. They don't want conflict. They're more herd mentality, more flock mentality. This type of personality is the same. They're more people oriented. They feel safe around people. They need to be around people. They value people, but they don't like the conflict. They don't like the, you know, change. They don't like the pressure. They don't like those things. They avoid the conflict. So the sheep are very calm, cool, and collected. They're very loyal, supportive, very helpful. They don't share a lot of expression and emotion. They're very steady. They avoid risk and conflict. They don't like those things. They, they, they love people. That's what they value most is their relationship and connection with people. So they will avoid anything that breaks that with others. They're more conservative. Right? So sometimes they're looked at as boring because they're not very expressive. They have like that poker face a lot of times. The sheep, okay? So the sheep strengths are very loyal, loving, supportive, and the weaknesses are not very expressive. They don't take risks. They're not very bold, okay? Now, the owl. The owl, when you think, look at the owl there, what are the owl, the, there's like a sound that the owl makes, right? If you ever heard an owl at night, like when you hear them in the background, they're like, Right, something like that. Is that pretty good? I've been practicing that all freaking day just for this moment. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so they make, it, it kind of sounds like they're asking a question. They're like, who, 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 who? And this personality is that way. They're like, who, what, when, where, why, how? When do we need to go? How do we need to get there? What do we need to wear? Who else is going to be there? How long is it going to go? What do I need to take? Right? They want to know all the freaking details. They want to know all the information because the owl is the more analytical. They want all the details. They're the ones that are perfectionists. They don't want to make mistakes. They don't want to fail. Therefore, they need all the information before they make a decision. On the weakness, because of that, they procrastinate. They hesitate because, ah, should I do it? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Let me get some more information. Well, should I do it? And they end up just procrastinating, not making decisions and doing things because they need all the information. And these are the ones like when you ask them a question, they will usually answer back with another question to make sure they understood because they don't want to fail in answering the wrong thing. And then when they get it, they'll still take that question. And like I always say, like um, the owls have this like laboratory inside. And when you ask them a question, they take your question and they go in. They first take it into the laboratory. Like if these glasses were your question, they take it into the laboratory and they look at it this way. They look at it every way inside because if they're going to make a mistake, it's going to be in here where you don't see. So they're going to look at it all in here and they might ask another question to get more clarity. And then once they know, boom, and then they'll reply. 
So they take a little longer to reply, right? So these are the owl personalities. You can tell how they dress, um, how they talk. They're more diplomatic, more respectful because they're perfectionist, they're more clean cut, everything's in order. You know, they're, they're more organized, uh, but they procrastinate, they hesitate. They will doubt themselves, they're perfectionists. And that can hold them back a lot too. So again, all have strengths and weaknesses. Now let's go to the, to the um, extroverted. The extroverted we have too, we have the lovebird and the rhino. So if you think about the lovebird, the lovebird is very expressive, right? Colorful, um, social. So the lovebird, the, the three most valuable things is fun, friends, and freedom. The lovebird is like, hey, let's, everybody is my friend, let's do something, um, let's hang out, I don't care what we do, let's go do something. I don't want to just sit here and be bored. Like they're all about stimulation and doing things. Um, because of that, they can get kind of scattered and dis easily distracted or they don't complete things. Like they start things and then don't complete it because it's like, they're like, yeah, and they're like, oh, butterfly. They get distracted, right? Like they're, they get easily distracted. So, but they're very charming. They're very confident. They're very influential because they, everybody is their friend. Like it's not like, I want to be friend, like you are my friend already. They already think that. They go into a room and they're like very confident. They're like, hey, everyone. Like they, they have this light and charm about them that's very powerful, right? So strengths and weaknesses. So they're about the fun friends and freedom, but they can be a little scattered and disorganized and not follow through. Now, when you start to look at these different personalities, you can identify yourself, right? With the primary and secondary. So I hope you guys can see that. And then you can start to even think about like your partner. Like, oh shoot, like, man, they're a freaking lovebird fully. Like, you know, they're all fun friends and freedom. They wear bright colors even, and they're louder, the louder one in the group when they laugh, like they laugh, they're the loudest one, right? The ones that, you know, they're the give me the microphone type of people, you know, center, center of attention, right? So you can start to identify these personalities as you talk about them, but this is the thing. Identify yours, good, but now identify others around you that you want to influence. Because when you understand this, if you are a rhino and you, oh, I didn't tell you about the rhino, huh? So the rhino is, is very goal oriented. If you think about the rhino, they have this, this thing right here in the front. Whoops. They have this horn in the front, right? What is that horn for? Is it to go this way? No, it's to, to go forward, right? It's not to go backwards. So this personality is the same. They want to go forward and not just go forward, but they want to charge forward. And not just charge forward, but they want to be in charge as they charge forward. The rhino personality is like the, the leader, is the one that's very competitive. Like they don't play, they're not playing, they're, they, do, they only do things with purpose, like they're there to win, right? To the point where like if they're even playing games with their, their kid who's 12 or 11, there's not gonna be any freaking mercy because they're a kid, they need to learn, right? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat them, we're gonna be here, I'm gonna play this Monopoly or, you know, this Uno, and I'm gonna freaking win. So the, the rhino personality is there to win. They're very competitive, uh, even as they're children, they wanted to be in charge of something, whether it was the, the dog or the goldfish, they wanna be in charge of something. So the rhino personality is very results, goal-oriented. They are not people-oriented. So in their weakness, they can come off as very harsh, insensitive, arrogant, selfish, prideful, know-it-all. Because they're, they don't even see like, people and how they feel. 
And it's not because they're bad or they're evil or they don't care. It's just they're very, very goal-oriented. That's all they see. They see their goal. That's all they can see. That's all they can think about. And if you're in the way, it's like, boom, watch out. Right? And that can be a strength and a weakness. So all of them have the strengths and a weakness. So we need to identify ours, know the strengths, optimize those, work on the weaknesses, identify others so that way we can approach them, talk to them how they want to be talked to. This is where you're going to, we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to get into making them feel understood, right? Because again, this is where, how we connect and create influence is when they feel understood. So we talked about all these different things of, you know, turning down your noise, creating the intention, um, uh, judging a book by its cover. Now, no, asking the one question, are the introverted or extroverted? Now we start to talk to them. We can identify their personality. Now we need to do that mirror and matching here, even with their personality, because you want to treat them how they want to be treated. We make a mistake and treat others how we would want to be treated. Like that's the, the what's it called? The golden rule. Treat others how you would want to be treated. That's selfish when you think about that. What if they don't want to be treated how I want to be treated? What if they're different? What if they have a different person? What if I'm, I'm very affectionate and I go, hey, and they're like, Ugh, like, why are you touching me? Right? Or what if, you know, for me, I like encouraging words and I'm like loud and I like to talk and be social. And for me and for them, it's like, man, like, you're so loud. Like, relax. Right. So it's about understanding them, their needs, their personality so that we can, again, get their defenses down, have them be themselves. We create connection. We, they feel we feel familiar to them. We break. We we have that trust. This is where that influence is created. When you know those personalities. Right now. This is where I want to end. This is the understanding part. What is under their standing? Do they feel understood? So here is something very, very practical. This is what we're going to end with. And then I want to offer you guys something that will help you guys to not only help with the relationships, not only help with um, creating influence, but it's going to help you with leadership. It's going to help you with building business. It's going to help you with marketing. It's going to help you with sales. It's going to help you with emotional intelligence. All these different things are in this one offer that I'm going to share with you after this, okay? Where is influence born? Where is it birthed? That influence is birthed in this when they feel understood. That's where it starts. When they feel understood, that's where you will have influence with them. Now, how can you make sure that you understand them? Because look, it's one thing to understand them and it's another thing to make them feel understood. Does that make sense? It's one thing to you understand them. Oh, I get it. I know what you're going through. I've been there. I, I went through that about a year ago. It's one thing that you understand, but it's a whole different thing for that, them to actually feel. Say feel. Type in feel. It's another thing for them to actually feel understood by you. That is where influence is born. Not because you understand them. No, no, no. That's the easy part. No, it's for them to actually feel understood by you. That's why we need to understand, okay, introverted, extrovert. That's why we need to set the intention. That's why we need to turn our noise down. That's why we need to understand what personality are they. So that way we can understand them, turn ourselves down, and make them feel understood. So this is what you do. You give them the gift. This gift will make them feel, prove that you understood. 
This gift will prove on the spot that you understood them, which will create that influence that we're talking about. Okay? So when you repeat and rephrase, you're going to give a gift called interruption. This one gift will prove that you understood them. Now, it's called the gift of interruption. Why? Because you're going to interrupt them, but it's with an intention to make them feel understood. You see, if you interrupt with an intention to make them feel understood, it's a gift. But when you interrupt and you make it about you, it's annoying, right? It's not a gift anymore. It's just freaking annoying. You know, when you start talking to people and you're like, you're excited about sharing something and they make it about them. And like, oh, yeah, I remember I did that one time and it becomes all about them. And you're like, so freaking sharing what I'm excited about and you made it all about you. You know that? That doesn't create influence, right? So when you make them feel understood, that's where it's born. So you need to give them the gift. So this is how it goes. I want you to try it today. Okay. If you're talking to your partner, your kids, a, a client, whoever, you, you ask a question, you're starting to engage and talk, you listen, right? Fully, 100%, just everything else, like block out. They need to be the only person there. Why? Because they need to feel that. They need to feel that you're fully there. Not distracted on your phone, looking around, looking at your what You're fully there, looking in their eyes like you're, you're, you're connected, right? Now, when you do that, when you see this sparkle in their eye, you know when, you, when they're talking about something and emotion comes up? Like, it can be good or bad, doesn't matter. Like emotion, you see emotion stir up. That, like you let them finish that and that's when you strategically give them the gift. Hold on. So let me, let me repeat what I just heard you say. And you say it in the tone that they just said it in. And you repeat or you rephrase what you heard them say. Now, three things are going to happen here. Three or one of these three things are going to happen. One, they're going to be like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And you just proved that you understood them. And that's where influence is created. Or they're going to be like, no, that's not what I said. I said, and then you give them the gift again. So this is what you said. Until they say, yeah, now you got it. Boom, I just proved that I understood them. Or the third thing that could happen is I give them the gift and then they say, I did say that, huh? Why the heck did I say that? That's not what I meant. This is what I meant. And then they finish it and then you hear it and then you're like, boom, you give them the gift again. And they're like, yeah, that's what I meant. You just proved that you understood them. It's so simple, but so powerful. If you start to do this, that's where influence is created because now they know you proved to them that you understood them. And you can do this with anyone at any time. You listen, boom, you give them the gift, you say it, uh-huh, you move forward. Make it natural. And you keep going throughout the conversation. You can do this in sales, do this with your partner. They feel understood by you. They just feel like accepted. They feel loved. They feel heard. They feel all these things that creates influence where you can sell, you can lead, you can discipline, you can correct, you can do all these, motivate, all these different things that you need to do using influence, right? Very, very powerful thing when you learn how to connect and influence anyone. If you want to support the podcast, don't forget to follow us at Now Rise Business on Instagram. And also make sure to go and check out NowRiseAcademy.com where we provide you free courses and very exclusive content for you to grow in your life. Thank you for your time.